1: to the paddle and finn podcast as always i'm brian and i'm scott and tonight we got an epic guest joining us this evening <laughs> he is the 2018 kbl winner of the year last year he took uh the mission Ki- or michigan kayak tournament series as well he's on the kitek pro staff yak gear brand ambassador and uh we're gonna sit down and talk tournament fishing with him this evening and uh think you guys are going to be stoked so sit back buckle in and enjoy the ride so (laughs) without further ado we got dusty yacker with us on the line and uh dusty um you know obviously you've uh you've had some huge achievements uh these past two years why don't you uh start off just uh we do a little preface with everybody and you know how you got into fishing and how you got into kayak fishing
0: sure
2: yeah you know um luckily i was able to um share this i was asked similar questions actually for a um, a newspaper interview i did with a local paper over here so um it's i'm kind of you know a little familiar with the question so it's kind of a good thing but in terms of fishing um i think i have a pretty common story um i I was sort of lucky enough to be exposed to it from a young age i had a pretty big family and both sides of the family um, had avid fishermen in it so as a youth i'd spent a lot of time in wisconsin i'd spent time in michigan Um, And, you know, I pretty much grew up around a lot of outdoors people and fisher people. So I was, you know, exposed to it at a young age. And that's how I got into fishing. But um, as as a kid, I remember being obsessed with it. So, um, you know, in in late elementary school and junior high and high school, I was pretty much avid. I would soak up everything. I would read every magazine. I'd watch all the fishing shows. I'd try to go fishing as much as possible. I'd bug my dad nonstop. And uh, lucky enough for me, my dad actually uh, got into, like, uh, some low-level bass fishing tournaments with, like, Midwest Bass and even did some early Redman stuff, which I think um, eventually grew into, like, the the FLW, if I'm not mistaken, or or some of the more premier uh, bass fishing uh, tournament scenes. But um, I did that with him, and, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty much been a passion of mine uh, for a long time. And then as I got a little older, as I got into like my 20s and mid 20s, I, I didn't really fish as much. I, I I you know had to get a career. I I, I worked. I went to school, and the, the the passion of wanting to go fishing all the time, um really wasn't there. I mean I still enjoyed fishing. I still wanted to do it, but it wasn't something I pursued, constantly. Um and and certainly not competitively. And then about, I don't know. I'd say maybe like six or seven years ago, I was surprised for my birthday. Um one year uh, my girlfriend had bought me a kayak, a small little fishing kayak, like a cheap kayak that you can get, you know, at Walmart or, uh, you know, various places. Sure, And it was was that kayak that, um, you know, turned me on to kayak fishing. It was the first kayak I'd ever been in, and um, it was a small one. I mean, I barely fit in it. It's like a a ten-and-a-half-footer, so I was sort of crammed. There wasn't a lot of space. But it was very lightweight, very portable, and uh, I could just throw it on the roof of my truck. So I quickly found out how awesome that was. And uh, you know, I was I was pretty much taking that to all the little places I've always wanted to fish, you know. But was, was stuck on shore. Always thought that might be a good place to fish. And with this little, you know, little plastic kayak, I was just able to grab it off my roof and slide it in anywhere. So <clears throat> that was pretty much the vehicle, no pun intended. That 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 led to you know bigger and better things. It was it was while kayak fishing in that smaller kayak that I met somebody who told me all about. Um, cpr tournaments which is uh catch photo and release tournaments and told me about how people have kayak tournaments and how there are there are there are events where you know you you don't have to be in the same water as other people you can fish whatever water you want and you you use an app to submit your fish and i was sort of blown away by the whole thing and of course i went home and, and and researched it thoroughly and uh um you know with social media i was able to get a lot of information and uh that's pretty much how i started with um doing uh, online tournaments via KBS uh, or kayak bass fishing sure. and then um, jo- and then joining uh, KBL, which is the kayak bass league, uh, pretty much the premier Illinois uh, kayak league in the state. And then also uh, I, I had originally joined um, the Michigan kayak trail because the kayak bass league didn't have an opening slot for me. Uh, last year It was only this year I was able to join. Um, But last year was, uh, you know, my rookie year uh, fishing competitively out of a kayak, and that started with the Michigan Kayak Trail. So it's been uh, just an awesome journey, and uh, it's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool. And I was, uh, I actually read that article um, that they put out uh, about you. And I know I, I remember reading in there that, you know, you showed up in your little kayak and you were like super intimidated you know, all these oh, guys was, were in their fancy boats and stuff. And then,
2: uh, yeah, I, I,
1: I think I, it was like the first tournament you placed like 14th or something. Was that right?
2: Uh, I, yeah. I think it was 17th. 17th.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not, you know, not terribly important, but, um, I, I, I really recall that tournament. Cause it was, I really didn't know what to expect. And I had, uh, I was, I had stayed at my uncle's house it was a place in Michigan and, this tournament was on uh, Gull Lake, which is I don't know about a three and a half hour drive from Michigan and about a forty five minute drive from where I was already staying in Michigan. Gotcha. I remember, you know, I, yeah, I remember. I remember mapping it the night before and you know being nervous, not, not not really getting a lot of sleep, and you know just making a big deal out of something that really, you know, it's not a big deal. Sure. Um, and I think that's and- like. A- I think that's,
1: uh, not to cut you off, but I think that's, like, the biggest thing that, like, a lot of new guys, they, like, lose sleep the night before, and they're, like, super worried about it. Whereas if they would have just, like, focused on the fishing, they would have, you know, just totally gone out there and crushed it, you know?
2: Whatever. I mean, (laughs) everybody has, has like, if you're fishing tournaments, I think everybody has their pre-tournament rituals and, like, things that either, you know, they do the night before, maybe things that help them get to sleep. I'm, sure. I'm pretty much a nervous wreck most of the time, so I mean, I'll lose sleep over like the Blackhawks lose and the Bears lose. So I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, you're right. fishing in that early season tournament, you know, so it's
1: yeah, else, you know. yeah, no, you're we're right there with you. You know, the Blackhawks lose, man, I I lose a week to sleep, you know, so yeah,
2: well, this this season's going you know a little <laughs> downhill. Yeah, but, uh, right. Getting, right. Getting, getting back getting back to that uh that um Michigan kayak trail experience, uh, I, I vividly remember that because. Um, I had to drive there in pitch black. And of course, you know, with maps and everything, you, there's a lot of security and safety. You can just kind of look down on your phone it'll guide you there. But sure. I remember, I remember the 40 minute trips seeming like it was, you know, three hours. Cause I was going through all these winding little pitch black, you know, back country roads. And then um, when I got to the actual location, of course I saw a lot of brake lights there and people with their kayaks. And this was, you know, this was my first, you know, sort of, you know, introduction or indoctrination into like the, into, you know, the, the kayak world you know sort of uh i had never been to this lake i had never, never been in a competition before and i i i didn't know what to expect and for some reason in my head was you know uh, you know i was competing against you know you know the the, the bass elite or something and yeah. of course the first of course the first few people i saw had jerseys they had hobies and you know i felt you know pretty you know I felt, I felt pretty small yeah, yeah I felt for, sure. Yeah, cool for
1: right. sure yeah for oh, sure yeah. uh, that's cool and then you play seventeenth, and then you know it. It seems like you know as the season went on, you progressively got better, and then uh, what you won the championship at the end of the year, correct?
2: Yeah, thing, yeah, things took off pretty fast. Um, I mean, I, I I basically realized that you know I was fishing against a lot of people who had a lot of similar experience to me. I mean, I may even have more experience than some of the people I was fishing against. And and when the and when daylight came along, and there was actually like a hundred and twenty kayakers. Their the the MKT is one of the one of the bigger midwest leagues yeah. um and then and i saw a whole range of kayaks i saw kayaks like mine i saw you know mid-level kayaks and i saw you know the upper echelon of kayaks so i mean they were sure. all over the place from pill drives to you know to, to to paddling ones like mine so you know that kind of helped me out a little bit and then when i was able to catch fish that helped me out a little bit and then as the season went by i you know i i, I was able to do well in, in a couple tournaments and uh, it turned out really well
1: no that's awesome man that's awesome yeah yeah and then yeah, i mean i'm sure is it you know is it progressively got you know better for you you know as far as finishes go and everything i'm sure that that passion and that drive to just dive deeper into it grew bigger and bigger you know yeah, so.
2: absolutely yeah absolutely that's definitely what's taking place now i have to you know it's, it's the, the whole the whole mental part of it you have to sort of remember to to have fun and to keep things simple and to keep things real but there is there is uh you know uh, um that that juice that competitive juice that drive i mean like it, even even if these kayak bass fishing tournaments didn't exist i'd be fishing like this i i, I feel but sure you know, the, the comp the competition is sort of you know it's like another level
1: yeah yeah it it's puts another, another like, edge like, on it's like it another sure.
2: gear. yeah it's like another gear yeah totally
1: no that's awesome man so well, i'm I mean, really
2: grateful that the whole thing exists yeah
1: yeah, no, no, no. I hear you, man. And it's such a great thing and I think it brings a lot of new people into the actual sport, you know. Um For, Yeah,
2: but, I, p- 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 yeah, people have been telling me it's one like the fastest growing segment of the fishing industry. I don't I don't have numbers on that. I don't know if that's validated or whatnot, but uh you know, it does yeah. seem like that. It seems like a lot of new new things are coming from this from this, you know, community, this uh genre, if you will.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think I saw a number the other day on the KBF website um, where I think they were up like 15 or 20,000 members between last year and this year. So. Yeah, I,
2: I certainly don't have numbers, but I definitely know there's been a lot of growth, there's yeah. been a lot of interest. I mean, and just just anybody driving down streets or past stores. I mean, you know, five or ten years ago, you didn't see this many kayaks, kayaks. out in front of yeah. stores and
1: yeah. you know out,
2: out, on people's roofs and then people's you know the, on the beds of their pickups and stuff. I mean, I know there's a lot of cheap, affordable ones out there, but I think right. still it's sort of an exploding thing. It's kind of neat to see.
1: Yeah, and I think that's huge. You know, I mean, there are some cheaper, more affordable kayaks. And I mean, me personally, myself, I think uh, my first boat was a Pelican 10 footer, you know,
2: and I'll see. Hey, you know, whatever gets out there, man.
1: Right, exactly, and then obviously, I, you know, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to try this out." You know, a couple months later, I'm buying a new boat. A couple months later, I'm buying another new boat. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it can, it's it can be addicting, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. So, I mean, that's how it goes. So, I mean, that's that's totally cool. Um, I we always love hearing those stories for sure. So, um, well, for,
2: yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Well, it, 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 that, that you say that you, you bring up something that I, I, um, you know, it's it's awesome i mean i'm sort of blessed to have it work out that way um going back to the michigan kayak show the the tournaments i won the uh two tournaments i won on that trail in 2017 were hobie sponsored tournaments so the um the 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 grand river one i won on spring lake uh that was the hobie pa that i put that's mine now that i pretty much fish out all all the time and then on the championship one i won uh i won uh the hobie outback so uh, okay and these are yeah these are real expensive kayaks yeah I, for you know, sure. i'm not sure i'm not sure that i'd be fishing out of those had i not won them so winning those particular tournaments gave me you know what i consider to be the best kayaks and i'm just really lucky to have won those sure to have sure. those because um i can't really imagine fishing at anything else now but <laughs> well, I mean, Once yeah. you get into hobie it's it's, it's you know, it's tough to fish out anything else in terms of efficiency and space and stability and stuff.
3: So, Dusty, while you mentioned those those two kayaks, um, you know, we're always having kayak talk on the pod. So maybe you kind of break down the difference between the Outback and the uh, and, and the angler, uh, from your opinion.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. From I mean, from my opinion, just kind of getting to know both both uh, you know kayaks. The the PA stands for professional angler. I mean that it, it's, it's made for the angler. Um, sure. not that the other kayaks you can't fish out many people do i'll get to that in a second but the professional angler is you know it's geared and positioned and and, and, and crafted uh towards that um so you have uh the stability like the renowned stability i mean to, to be able to stand and fish in, in choppy water or flat water you know I, I'm, I'm i'm very confident just standing up i don't really don't give it a second thought we got tons of storage um you have the, uh, the front hatches the back hatches um I mean, it's just, it's just geared towards the fishermen, and then the PA comes in, I think it comes in three sizes. You can get a 17-footer, which actually can fit two people, but the traditional models are the PA-12, which is a little over 12 feet, and the uh, the PA-14, which is a little over 14 feet. I think a lot of bass anglers opt for the 14. Sure. Uh, sure. I've, ne- I've never been in a 14. I mean, I know you get a couple extra feet of space, and it's very luxurious. I'm very comfortable in my PA-12, and I'm I'm close to six three, you know, 190 pounds, so I'm I'm relatively bigger guy. I'm a long guy. Uh, I'm very comfortable in the PA12. Um, the Outback, uh, which Hobie actually came out with a brand new 2019 edition with a lot of neat upgrades, but the Outback is a is is um, a, a slimmer um, uh, kayak. Um, it doesn't have it's not as wide. It doesn't have as wide as the B as the Hobies uh, as as the PA's. Um, it's a little more sleek. It's uh, it's very fast. Tends to turn a little a little bit. It's, it's a little more maneuverability. Um, and the um, the new model that they came out in two ni- for two thousand nineteen's got rave reviews. They they made a few changes. Um, they have a, a square hatch uh, right right uh, right before the uh, the angler seat. They have a drop down rudder as opposed to the pull cord on the earlier models. Um, and they have um, they have a uh, built in tracks uh for 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 mounting and rigging making it real easy so it looks real sharp plus the front half is redesigned and um i think the bottom uh has a little bit of a, of a different design but uh from from what i can tell from all the online stuff and the online reviews it's just uh you know five stars out of five stars a really awesome kayak
1: no that's cool thinking, and then i was
2: actually thinking yeah i was thinking about trading in my uh, my my outback to get a new one so
1: Gotcha. In the Outback, price point wise, is a little bit cheaper than the. Uh, it is. It, yeah.
2: Yeah. Abso- absolutely. I think. I think the. Um, I mean, depending on. Uh, I think the color. I think uh, the camel colors tend to be a little more expensive, but I think you're talking. You know, for the PAs, you know, three thousand thirty-three hundred, and for the uh, for the Outbacks, you're looking at you know twenty-six twenty-seven hundred, you know, something sure. like that. So.
1: Very cool very
2: cool Ball, ballpark yeah ballpark
1: yeah 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 yeah. no no no, that's cool that's but good there's, insight
2: there's lots yeah there's lots of other um i mean there's there's tons of other great kayaks out there it, it just comes down to you know a budget and what kind of fishing you want to do and what kind of water you're on and stuff like
1: that yeah no no no. and that's something we always preach you know it's uh yeah. it's definitely going to be uh, a personal preference over anything you know absolutely Uh, one guy may love, uh, you know, Jackson compared to a Hobie, you know, and vice versa, you know, but, uh, it's definitely a a personal preference. So, you got to, just
2: got to get in one, you got to definitely get in one and get on the water and, you know, show it
1: out. Yep. Test it out. Just like you test drive a car, you know? So, but, uh, yeah. So let's talk, uh, 2018. You got into the KBL this year and, uh, uh,
2: yeah, I did. I was able to get into it.
1: Yeah, and I know they're switching that up for next year as well, um, which we there can get are, into later. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: There's, there's, yeah there's definitely some changes coming to KBO.
1: Yeah, and I think it'll be a good change for sure, um, in my opinion,
2: um, well, yeah, which I'm the, planning. Um, yeah, ahead, Alan, man. Alan, and the guys, Alan and the guys that run the league. That you know, they're 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 great. They do a lot. They you know they they work hard and right? they put a lot of effort into that. And you know, they're they're always brainstorming to figure out what might make. A better season, and I've only you know experienced one season to the next, but some of the things they've already listed for next season are really cool. I'm really
1: looking sure. forward to it. Very cool, very cool. So, I mean, let's kind of go through uh, you know, uh, you're going into a tournament. Do you uh, what's your kind of your strategy? Do you get there early, pre fish a couple of days? Do you just show up? and – Yeah,
2: well, I mean. You know, I teach and it's great that I have the summers off. And I mean, I mean, and and yes, I mean, I have lots of time I can devote to fishing and I certainly have an advantage when it comes to preparation and going to a tournament early, you know, in the months of like you know June to August. But the tournament schedule is really heavy in spring and in fall. Yeah. I mean, it's hard or it's peak. I definitely would not consider uh, July and August. Um, unfortunately, because I mean, I have those months off of no work, but, um, it's, it's pretty much all over the map for the tournaments. I am able to, to be early to, I'd love to be as early as possible. I love to get in as much pre-fishing as possible. I don't firmly believe you have to pre-fish to do well. I've, I've, I've pre-fished and not done well. And I've pre-fished and done well. I've, uh, done, I've done well getting to the lake that, that morning and I've not done well getting to the lake that morning or the night before. So there's really no no, no rhyme or reason. If I could have it my way, um, you know, I'd like to get in two or three two or three days of pre-fishing, make some waypoints, you know, scope some things out, try to figure out uh, what's going on color-wise or, you know, this nuance or that. Nuance. So, sure, definitely, yeah, I, 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 I try to get there a little earlier. And I try to do a lot of online research, which, um, you know, these days is pretty much the name of the game.
0: Yeah. maps like oh, yeah.
2: uh, like like yeah like navionics or even uh, my 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 uh, lake map my lake map a card on my garmin yeah just tons of cool things you can check out that uh you know might make the difference between you know a good or bad tournament i
1: hear you i hear you yeah, so absolutely. uh um let's kind of you know what's what's your favorite um techniques for fishing so to speak what's your go-to
2: um, I, I, I've been asked the question before, uh, if I could pretty much only be, you know, only allowed to use one lure the rest of my life, it would definitely have to be a jig. Um, I grew up fishing the jig. I grew up fishing, a actually a Texas rig plastic worm, but, um, I soon sort of transitioned into jigs cause it was my father's favorite lure to use and I would see him catch big fish on it. Sure. So a jig, the jig is, is really my go-to and it's really my confidence bait. I fish it year round. From warm water to cold water, I fish it at different depths, whether it's, you know, swimming it just below the surface or, you know, medium depths and, of course, dragging on the ground and hopping along the ground and stuff. So that would would definitely be my go-to, like my confidence. Um, But I'm also, you know, pretty confident in in other areas, too. I mean, I I always have a jig tied on in the last couple of years. I always have some sort of bladed jig or chatterbait tied on. Yeah. So, um, I mean, which is basically a jig with a blade on it, but yeah, um, I've been right, using that right. a lot, that a lot often. Um,
3: so, Dusty, when so you're yeah, talking say, when, when you're talking jigs uh, or what, what kind of jigs, football jigs? What what are you going to?
2: Uh, I I think I think what what the conditions call for. Um, if I'm, uh, for example, in Michigan uh, early in the season, I fish uh, some clear rocky lakes, so I like to use a football head jig. I think the football heads come over the rocks a little better, and they, they tend not to get snagged as much. Um, sure. I also fish. I also fish a lot of um, shallower, weedy lakes as well, with big, thick clumps of milfoil or, or the big, thicker weeds. And if you're going to throw a jig in that kind of stuff, um, I mean, you probably want, you know, like a grass head jig or, uh, you know, more of a sleek shaped style head on the jig that comes through the grass and the weeds a little bit better. Um, so, I mean, I, the conditions underwater probably call for that. But, I mean, I think in, 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 most, con, in most conditions, you can get, get away with a standard head jig, you know, three-eighths, uh, three ounce, half-ounce, and put a nice trailer on there and just, you know, throw it around. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. Sweet. Sweet.
2: So since we're talking I've been, about— I've been actually— Go ahead. No, go ahead, yeah. Go well, ahead. I, I've been actually—this uh, this season, I, uh, Kytec has um, really nice finessed uh, tungsten uh, jigs. And I've been using tungsten um, a little bit more this year, and uh, it's got a little bit of a different feel to it. You, you, can, you, can, you can feel what's going on under the water a little bit more. It's, it's pretty sensitive. I think it adds like a, a, a sensitivity realm to your fishing. You can feel the hits just a little more. You can feel it come off the rocks and sort of discern the surface down there a little more with the tungsten. So those are kind of interesting too. And then um, I also get a lot of jigs from a local jig maker here in Chicago, a guy by the name of John DeMay. Uh, he, um, his, uh, his jigs are called Demjigs, Dem jigs, D E M for, you know, to May. So it's Dem jigs. And, uh, I, uh, they you're going to pay for them, but I think they're probably the best jigs on the market or the best jig that I use or the best jigs I have access to. So I'm pretty confident with that. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. So
3: we did an episode, I don't know, Brian, maybe two or three ago where we talked about tackle and tackle management in a mm-hmm. kayak kind of. Can you talk so, to our listeners is, uh, a little bit about how you how you go about that with with tournament fishing?
2: Um, you know what I, I mean. I wish I could give you some you know super organized you know recipe lesson for, but I'm I'm uh, organization probably isn't my strong point. But uh, dealing, <laughs> like the rest of dealing us. with tournaments, well, of course, but but in dealing with tournaments and constantly being on the move every weekend and transferring things in and out of a kayak and a truck or you you absolutely need it, or you will start losing lures, not knowing where things are on the kayak and, you know, leads to all types of craziness. Um, But I try to keep it simple. Um, On tournament day, I generally have a lot of stuff in there. Uh, On on a non-tournament day, if I'm sort of like fun fishing or or I'm not in a live event, there probably won't be as much in terms of rods and reels and tackle. Um, But I actually use a binder system for a lot of my stuff. I use uh, binder systems for my terminal tackle. I use binder systems for my spinner baits and chatter baits, and then um, I also put my plastics in binders. And I have a really large uh, Bass Pro Shop backpack that I fit a lot of binders in, and just kind of sits in the back of my kayak for easy access. And then of course I use uh, the Plano boxes. I get Plano boxes for my jerks and my cranks and a few other things, and um, I, I use the uh, compartments in the Hobie. I use the uh, hatch uh, right where my feet go, right below my feet, the front hatch. I'm sorry, not, not the front hatch, but the little um, hatch right next to the seat.
3: Yeah, and then I use the, uh,
2: the, the Yeah, and then I use the, the front storage hatch as well just to throw my stuff in there. But, I mean, if you see me at noon on, on any given tournament day, it's just you know, a bunch of lures and junk and stuff strewn about <laughs> strewn about the floor <laughs> of the kayak <laughs> with crankbait hanging from every mm-hmm. you know conceivable. Yeah. The odds and ends. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts, you know, it's, it's uh you know it can, it, can get, it can get pretty
1: messy out there yeah i'm looking at these uh dem jigs right now on uh yes. facebook and uh they're they're pretty sexy i'm not gonna lie man yeah uh, no they're,
2: they're they're really sharp um the cool thing about them is uh i mean he, he he pretty much has like this meticulous process when making them and the things don't chip i mean, yeah. just, i don't know i don't know if you um i don't know if you uh we're at the fishing show last year, but John was actually out there throwing his jigs on the, on the hard ground and, you know, repeatedly doing it, you know, 75 times a day and the things just don't ship. So That's they got awesome. a really nice paint on, a really nice coating. and They also have, a, um, a screw lock trailer keep.
1: Yeah. Which, I noticed you know, that. Yeah.
2: Which, yeah. Which is great because, um, you know, you don't go through as much plastic. That's just going to save you some cash. The trailers just constantly come off.
1: Yeah, no, so, for sure. Uh, I think that's yeah, one thing a lot of jig companies lack, you know, is some kind of screw lock, you know, bait keeper. On yeah. There.
2: And, yeah, I think a lot uh, of them come with a standard keeper.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, expensive
2: I mean, i put that extra stuff on there.
1: Well, right, and that's why you pay for it, right? Oh, but that's, why, yeah, that's what sets them off from the rest, you know, and uh, I think they'd be well worth the money for sure.
2: Sure. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's it's confidence on the water. I'm totally confident with that. You know, I just don't even think twice about it. I go in the jig box, I look for the color I'm looking for, I tie that on. It's just, you know like tunnel vision. Whereas you know sometimes I'm not as confident. You know, I pull a Strike King jig out of the box and I use Strike King for 20 years, but. Sure. Every other jig is going to look different with the with the with the skirt placing, you know, the type of rubber bandits around it. Sometimes you got uh, paint that you know closes over the eye. You got weed weed guards that aren't uniform and consistent.
1: Right, so, right, right.
2: You know, you, you get that stuff with a lot of the uh, you know the assembly line manufacturers and stuff, but alright
3: if, if this is gonna be a flash question You have to answer one or the sure. other no option. You okay. have to give an answer one or the other
1: <laughs> okay. all right. Putting you in the hot seat my man.
2: Okay. No yeah, like we're doing
3: the hot seat. You got it. So we're talking So,
2: so, so, so Either either or like you're gonna give me like two options. And I am pick one
3: of them? I am and you got to pick one brother okay. That's all you got. <laughs> okay. All right. All right ready for jigs. Yeah You can only grab one and have it the rest of your life, black and blue or white.
1: Black and blue. Oh yeah, dude. yeah.
3: I kind of knew Thanks. the answer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask anyway. Yeah. No, it's
1: awesome. That's no, awesome. yeah, black and blue. That, Sorry, continue uh, that on, Brian. Might, yeah. yeah I no, out. I I'm the same way, man. I, I I would pick black and blue. I mean, I, I won't lie, I've been I've been throwing some like green pumpkin ish colors as of recently but black and blue is like the go-to you know that's like the bee's knees right there you know that thing's gonna oh, produce so absolutely no that's awesome man that's awesome so uh i mean any you know as far as this year went uh any particular moments that stand out to the rest um as far as like tournament fishing goes i mean uh you know any huge fish he caught this year in the tournaments uh things like that
2: um uh yeah actually you know um i mean it didn't happen that long ago so i'm sticking on my memory a little bit but I, I did catch a really nice uh 20 inch fish um in the KBL championship on day two that sort of sticks out to me because one of my competitors was you know like five maybe like 100 yards away from me we were talking and uh the tournament director actually was zipping around the lake checking on the competitors and I, I, happened to net it when he came around the corner. So he was able to be able to get a nice picture of it. Um, and it was a fish that I had caught a couple solid keepers before that. And it was a fish that really sort of made me realize I got a huge chance to win the thing. And, um, you know, it's just really, it's kick ass, you know, being able to win cash and win kayaks and stuff. So yeah, when for sure, catch, when you catch a really big fish on tournament day, um, that's one of the best feelings there is. It's just, it's oh, just yeah. a great feeling. It's kind of hard to explain, but it, uh, I don't know, man. It's just a big bundle of joy. It gives yeah. you a nice, warm feeling out there, and uh, you have <laughs> you have the utmost confidence. And you know, in the, the next few casts, you know, are really super confident. You know, you oh, might I'm be sure. close to a pattern or something like that. But yeah, that, that I think I think that that moment kind of stands out. Um, and one thing that was great about that tournament it was a two-day tournament, which I, I think is really cool. A lot of the live events for kayak fishing is just one-day tournaments. Sure, this was a sure. two-day one. It's just it's kind of neat being able to. Um, you know, observe things for two days. How patterns might change, or how if you even, even if you didn't do great on day one, if you you know if you're kind of up there, you still have a shot on day two. So, I'd like to see a few, a few uh, two, more two-day tournaments. Um, yeah. I'm right there with you. Are, are those
3: are those dusk the, till dawn, or what's the time frames on those, Dusty?
2: Um, not so much till dawn. I'd say uh, the average tournament's like 6:30 a.m. to so like 2:30 or 3:30. People. Okay, would be, uh, would be would be would be check time. It's like an
1: eight-hour tournament, pretty much.
2: Yeah, pretty much a seven or eight-hour tournament. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually like
2: right around right around daylight, so you know, three three afternoon.
1: And uh, for those that don't know, what lake was the championship on this year?
2: The championship uh, for the kayak bass league was on Lake Jacksonville, which is uh, you know like Centralia, like central Illinois, not too far yeah. from Springfield.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Super and, cool. Uh,
2: yeah, it's, it's a it's a really neat it's a really neat looking lake of fish as well. It's got a lot of Cool looking coves, a lot of laydowns and stumps and trees, rocky, rocky points and stuff. Very
1: nice, very nice. Did very, you fish? Uh, did you fish both divisions this year in KBL or just the one?
2: Well, there... you can only fish one. Uh, KBL okay. had two divisions. They had a they had an orange team, orange team and they had a green team. Okay. And you at the beginning of the year when you paid your membership fee, you, you chose you chose either green the green team or you chose the, the club the green club or the orange club, and I think the criteria was the different lakes that they were going to fish. So you, you were able to see the dates and you were able to see the lakes. And sure. I, I went, I went with what I I thought would be better lakes for me to fish and, and, and lakes that, and dates and lakes that were you know, a little more conducive to what I wanted. So um, I picked the orange team. Plus I thought the orange team was, I don't know. I looked at the angles and I think it was a little more competitive. I mean, that just could, it could be subjective. I don't know, but uh, I kind of wanted to test my, my merit against, you know, other kayakers who I know, you know, are awesome sticks. Sure, 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 sure. In the but orange no, division. No, I, hope, I, I hope. Yeah, I hope no green club members are. Yeah. that's <laughs> gonna give me the biggest shit in the world. Right.
1: Right. Um, the orange team that was like kind of like the southern division, right?
2: Uh, or, or
1: do I have that backwards?
2: The orange team was kind of the what division?
1: Like the the southern part of Illinois,
2: most of the lakes uh, you guys no. fished. No, I th- I, most of the lakes we fish were pretty much at the at the three to three and a half hour mark. We didn't really get into like deep southern Illinois, like like Crab Orchard or Lake Egypt, you know, or anything like that, or Rend or Carbondale. We pretty much uh, Jacksonville, I think, was the Jacksonville and Newton Lake were probably yeah. much the, the the farthest we went southwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the Green Club, they might have went a little further south, but I, I'm not quite sure. That, it was okay. pretty comparable. You know, the lakes were pretty comparable
1: gotcha so you fished newton this year then
2: i did I, I, and i and I really wanted to get back there because uh when we fished newton um my uh tony uh tony lamb one of the directors actually the competitor caught a uh like a like a 23 inch fish probably around eight pounds and he caught that in the tournament he caught that while competing so um and i think i think newton was also on like bass masters like top 10 lakes of the midwest or, or top 20 lakes of the nation or something like that it's just it's loaded yeah. with big fish in there and it doesn't freeze yeah a portion of it doesn't freeze so you can fish it year round i believe
1: yeah the the uh-huh. whole lake doesn't generally freeze the first time i actually personally fished newton was in the middle of february and okay. and uh, my old man had seen it on like denny Brower, or you know one of the oh uh yeah, yeah, midwest yeah. you know fishing shows you yeah
2: you don't and, normally see illinois lakes on those <laughs> right
1: places. well it's like we had a guest on uh christine fisher who's on the hobie team and she's from oh, okay. I- uh was it iowa or ne- nebraska and uh you know we were like oh if you're ever in illinois you know we'll you know stop over and fish and you know we kind of chuckled about it because you know Uh, and I, I joke around this with a bunch of friends of mine where it's like, why would I want to come fish Illinois? You know, don't you want to go to Wisconsin or Michigan or something like that? But, um, yeah, we went down to that, uh, middle of February. It was my birthday. So my old man and me, you know, went down there and, uh, we fished down there. And I remember I, I just posted this picture not too uh, long ago, but I hooked into a five pounder tossing a jig, black and blue with a uncle Josh's pork trailer. Oh, uh, you still
3: have
1: some of those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shh. I got the Man, secret stash. Have, they never go yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm going to have, yeah. Yeah, gonna
2: yeah, have sh- to demand some payment for, this, hey. uh, for, for my time here in the form of a number 11
0: jar.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Jeez,
0: for sure.
2: <laughs> but,
1: uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that fishery down there, and I had a, a friend of mine, his son went to school down at Eastern, so he would, like, get to fish that lake every single Absolutely. weekend, you know? Um, it's such a hidden gem in, in Illinois. And, uh, uh, I just went back down there this fall. Uh, we didn't do too great, but, um, it was just nice to be back down there and, and fishing on the lake for sure. So, uh, yeah,
2: I don't, I don't, I haven't, I, I I fished it once, but basically I had to It was three days down there. So I fished it for three days. I pre-fished for the tournament and I, I fished the tournaments. Um, but yeah, I want, I want to get back there and I particularly want to get back there during the colder months up here
1: sure you know, so sure
2: i kind of, kind of get a you know kind of get away from that and go down there and fish but uh, just it, it just didn't work out but the fishing around here has been phenomenal i've been catching some really big fish lately so yeah treat treating me very well
1: yeah uh yeah i mean just before we started recording here we were having a small conversation because i saw on your facebook you posted a small video you caught a six pounder today
2: yeah just just today man just say it was uh 22 inches um That's and awesome. i don't have a scale My my buddy dave was with me but guaranteed it was five and a half and i'm probably being a little conservative so sure I mean, it, sure it was, it was really big fish um I'm, I'm assuming it was probably give or take six pounds and in this part of illinois as you know that's it's you know that's, that's
1: huge that's huge man trophy
2: fish, yeah it's huge fish so i was yeah. really happy i didn't uh i didn't know if i i as i was driving down the little dirt road to the lake you know it could have been ice I was just gonna get to the little ramp there and see if it was ice. I was expecting it was gonna be ice, but sure. it was all clear. It was all clear, so I was pretty happy. I had the today. I have uh, three days off of work, so. That's awesome. No,
3: notice, Brian, things. he's not giving us the GPS coordinates of where it was at. No,
2: no, man, I can't. It's hard. It's hard to put that one out. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm just know, joking. I gotta, no. I gotta keep a few cards to myself. Absolutely, rest.
3: we totally get it. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. If you did some digging. Yeah. We going around some of the various Facebook pages. I'm sure you can figure it out. I don't yeah. know where I fish. No worries. But in late November, you got the leak to yourself anyway. So
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. The, we so can we, <laughs> we can trade some Uncle Josh pork trailers for some GPS coordinates. Oh, for coordinates. sure.
2: Oh, and I'll come, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll come I'll take you out. I'll show you the details. Yeah. I'll show you the cast. I'll give yeah. you the
1: date. Perfect. Perfect. Deal's done. Deal's <laughs> done. Yeah, totally. No, that's Except cool.
2: Except in those. In, in those Uncle Jazz jars, you know, I remember when I, when I was buying them as a kid, they always had, they, 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 would, they would be like, I don't know, they came with like four or five or maybe three or four in there, Yeah.
1: you know, yeah. there'd
2: always be like the, the bent ones, you know, like the ones yeah. from the factory that were, they were like all <laughs> bent and kinked, and then there'd be that one perfect one.
1: Right, <laughs> The right. one
2: that was like all like just perfectly, yeah. just like all, like, you know, real limber, soft. And, like, oh, that's yeah. the one you wanted. And when oh, you yeah. lost that one, you had to get a fish with, it's like, like baseball cards. a little disabled one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, that's cool, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you've been throwing, like, this guide bait in November, I saw this.
2: Uh... Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, I think I think what you're um, referring to is uh, the, um, the IMA glide fluke. I don't know if it's IMA yeah. or IMA. It's I-M-A. I'm not sure how they pronounce it.
1: Right, right, um, right. But,
2: it's, um, yeah, it's it's a hard bait. It's a segmented hard bait that's sort of a combination between, like, a glide bait and a fluke. They have a floating version and a sinking version. I really want to get my hands on the sinking version. Um, but I was using the floating version, and when you start working it, it'll probably go about six inches under the surface. I, I was fishing in on 30-pound braid, so um, maybe monofilament or fluorocarbon might affect the depth a little bit differently. But um, I was fishing in that braid. And I was really, really impressed with this action. Just with a little tip, like a little knot of the rod, or even some reeling, it's got some great action. And the fish were were hammering it. So yeah. um, I was, I was, I was real impressed with that bait. And <clears throat> I've been using that and uh, jerk baits, of course, which is sweet, pretty, sweet, a pretty popular cold cold water bait. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. That's awesome. So um,
2: yeah, I want to check out some more of of Imer's lures because. Um, they got some pretty sharp stuff so i think i'm going to check that out for uh, next season
1: yeah 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 i'm uh, i'm looking at their facebook page right now ima lures yeah, they, it looks they like they got really, cranks and all kinds of stuff
2: yeah they have a the whole a whole variety from jigs I, I don't think they do soft plastics they have a big soft plastic swim bait but i don't think they do the small stuff i'm not sure but they have a really nice suspending lipless um, rattle bait as well
1: sure 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 sure
3: brian they have frogs too brother oh yeah
1: i'm
2: all over that
1: i know you are
2: <laughs> yeah i think yeah you know a, a good place to come to check out those lines of lures like uh, ima or even some of the jdm products i don't know if you guys have ever been to um, lee's global bait and tackle there in elk grove okay. I've, you guys ever been
1: yeah, I've never been there. I've driven past there, and I've heard good things about that place. Yeah,
2: no, uh, yeah. Um, John does a great job there, a real friendly guy. It's a real popular spot, but, you know, he does cater to um, some of the more, uh, you know, the, the Japanese products, Japanese lure, or JDM products, and, um, you know, they're they're a little costly, but, you know, they're, they're, they're baits that are a little harder to find around here. Sure. They're baits that a lot of the fish just haven't seen you know realistic colors patterns you know not seeing the same old stuff around here in these these pressured lakes so it's kind of neat to get your hands and and, and throw some baits that that you know the fish haven't seen before so right 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 right. absolutely cool cool little place to check out
1: heck yeah man heck yeah so cool i think uh i think we're pretty much drawn to the end here gentlemen uh scott you got any other questions or anything for dusty
3: I do, but we'd have to make this podcast about three times as long. I think.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, what about um, what? What about uh, like maybe if I don't know if on the fly if you can think of things or or like for anybody who's listening who's like new to kayaking who wants to get into kayak tournaments like.
3: Yeah, you know, think, like give you some tips or. I think that'd be super helpful. Like, super
2: helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Like, like somebody who's like was in my position, like. Regardless of their foundation for fishing, they have like a plastic kayak, or they're thinking about you know spending a few, you know a, a money on a, on a mid-level one. And they're entertaining like online tournaments or competitive tournaments, and like don't know, you know what to do or something like that. On, on top just,
3: of that, too, Dusty, yeah. um, Brian Rose just trail. announced he just announced on the last pod that he's he's going to be actually fishing the tournaments next year. So, what advice would you awesome. have for him moving into that role and kind of uh, um, you know the gotchas?
2: um well one of one, one well brian have you have, do you have like any experience with like cpr tournaments like catch photo and release tournaments uh
1: not cpr tournaments i've fished uh you know smaller bass tournaments out of actual boats and uh i fish a lot of walleye tournaments with a friend of mine uh out of okay. a big ranger boat so i'm familiar with tournament fishing um not necessarily uh catch photo and release um we were doing an online tournament uh, earlier in the season this year, um, so you know I'm familiar with you know taking photos, putting fish on bump stakes, things like that. The rules and uh, the do's yeah. and don'ts, so to speak, you know.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and, that, and that, that's really cool. But what people I think need to realize is that you know on 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 your kayak, you know, space is is limited, and sure. having and and my advice for people just trying to get into it at the beginning is to, you know, try to get some practice if you can, establishing a routine on the water, like where your things are organized in your kayak, um, how you're going to access your bump board, like what direction are you going to move, where are you going to pull it out of, where's that fish going to be while you're doing that, um, and just sort of getting like a routine in front of you so that measuring your fish doesn't become something that goofs you up or doesn't become something super stressful. Because when I first began, I didn't really have that. I first began in a really small kayak that didn't have a lot of space, so sure. I had to do a lot of manipulation just to be able to get my board across in, in the photo and to get my fish on the board and to put my hand on it, and then have my other hand on, on the camera and not drop it in the lake. And and now being in the Hobie, it's it's a little easier because you have a lot, a lot more space. But just to develop a routine, you know, like where's your is your is your phone going to be tethered to your chest? Is it going to be in a pocket? Is it going to be in the bottom of the kayak and was your bump board going to be stationed? Are you going to use a net Are you going to use fish grips? So just being able to like get on the water and practice that a few times will sure. pay huge dividends when you, when it, when it comes money time, you know, when you actually have to catch that fish, take a photo of it and submit yeah. it and stuff. That's huge. In in that first tournament, in that first tournament we were talking about in that Gulf Lake tournament, one, one of my fish flopped off the board. Otherwise I would have had a much higher finish and I'm, and I might've even wedged my way into angler of the year. So that nice. one fish that flopped off the board in april actually was costly throughout the year and and uh you know just sort of having a routine down can can be really helpful i guess is what i'm trying to say
1: yeah no for sure yeah no i i definitely get that because uh what was that uh series we started out with at the beginning of the year scott it was kayak wars kayak wars yeah and uh you know, I I learned that real quick because I caught a 33 inch pike and I was trying to figure out how the heck am I oh, gonna get yeah. this Good fish luck. on the board <laughs> and have it all in the picture and have everything legit and I was fumbling, man. And uh I you know I totally get what you're saying, man. You just gotta kind of have a system yeah, in a system. in place. Yeah,
2: a little practice. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: little practice, little system in place. You know, like. Uh, and I'm um, as you were going through describing it and I'm like yep uh, yep yep uh, that's exactly it you know I you know I learned that real quick at the beginning of this year you know when we were doing that yak wars and uh, um, you know just trying to get a system down so I could you know get the picture of the fish you know get everything situated yeah. and make sure I got uh, I would always snap a couple extra pictures just to be safe check them out before I release the fish and Very then you cool. uh, you know, get them back in the water and get a line back in the water as fast as possible, so I can keep going. You
2: know, you know, uh, a lot of uh, KKBF, you know, like the premier kayak bass fishing, uh, yep. you know, uh, league, if you will, I guess. Um, they have they have their their um, state challenges, their monthly challenges, which I yep. in Illinois, I, I believe, begins in April, and they're cheap. They're like twenty five bucks. Um, I'd highly recommend to anybody wanting to like you know get their feet wet or they're thinking about the live tournaments, I highly recommend signing up for one of those monthly tournaments, and you, you, you fish when you want, you fish however long you want, but it's a great you know, excuse or a great opportunity to establish those routines we were talking about, to practice you know, organizing your kayak on the water, to get a system down for, for um, how your kayak's attached to your vehicle, whether it's on the roof, whether you're pulling it with a trailer or something like that whether you're gonna need a cart to transport it from the car down to the lake. Like all these little things that you sorta of have to get a system and get your and you know, get down so that they don't become problems on tournament day or, or on your on your way to the to the weekend or something like that. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny, uh I I forget where I saw it, but it was like, you know, The the bass guys fishing out of big boats got it so much easier compared to the kayak guys because we have to plan uh, everything out so much more and so much more efficiently compared to them. Yeah, (laughs) you know, in in terms of like in some respects, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, In in, some respects, the pros and cons I think to the thirty and sixty thousand dollar bass boats versus the. The one sure. to three thousand dollar kayaks. There's a lot of pros and cons, but
1: sure, sure, I think, sure,
2: sure. Uh, yeah, there's an interesting trend. Somebody was pointing out uh, the other day on social media is that many, a lot, a lot of people can can name friends and name people that have gone from bass boats to kayaks. Oh yeah. And once you get in the kayak, you definitely don't go to a kayak to a bass boat.
0: <laughs> it's usually yeah.
2: you know, people people go from the, the loud, noisy bass boats or, or sort of that world,
0: sure, to the more sure. intimate
2: world of of the kayak and the you know. They sort of they like it you know they don't really they don't really go back and they, they sell their boat
1: or whatever no i can that's i can kind of, that's kind of interesting. yeah i can definitely relate to that i mean i used to fish out of a 16 foot sylvan and now i'm fishing out of kayaks you know yeah um, uh, it's just I, I don't know man it's a it's a special thing it's hard to describe you it know It is hard to it's describe ca- it's so unique
2: yeah.
1: yeah it is yeah no it, it's it definitely it's is. definitely unique for sure but I think you're right on track. You know, if somebody wants to get into it, do a little small online tournament. It's 20, exactly. 25 bucks, whatever. It's not going to break Absolutely. the bank. Get you some Absolutely. practice and get you prepped up for it and ready to go for that, you know, that big tournament when you're ready to take that yeah. on for sure.
2: And and also, remember to have fun. I mean, it's real easy to forget Absolutely. that in, in, yeah. in, in the race every single week and, and, ex, and ordering expensive stuff online and and, and, you know, sometimes it seems like a job, more than it does a passion, but you just got to remember that you're, you're, you're doing what you love all the time. I mean, it's not right. like I can retire on this money. It's not like it's going to make me rich at all. Sure, um, sure. But, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're just doing something you love. You get to, you get to see the the U S you get to make road trips, you know, all, all those kinds of things. So. That's absolutely. another piece of advice I'd have for somebody. Don't don't let it stress you out. Don't let the competition, you know, like that's break a you great out. one. Yeah. Have, have fun with it. Have fun
1: with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of people get caught up in the in the tournament game and they forget, you know, why they they even got into it, so to speak. And it, it was all about yeah. having fun and doing what you're passionate about for sure.
2: Exactly. And I think people that get into the kayak tournaments are gonna find that it's 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 a really niche community. It's full of great people, very friendly. Um, I mean, once in a while, the stakes are high, you know, with, with tournaments that might have a high payout, but e- even in those tournaments, I mean, it's, it's, it's more about the camaraderie and the friendship and the support and like the, the, the joy of kayak fishing. I know that sounds so cliche, but right. it, it really is like that. It, it, it really is like that. And I've, I've been to many different tournaments from, you know, the, the more uh, like KBF uh, open series to the smaller stuff. Sure. And, and, um, you know, no matter where you're at, it's just generally speaking a good group of people, That's and it's awesome. balanced too. A lot of feet, a lot of female anglers as well. A lot of people from all walks of life, from absolutely, all different economic, economic uh, situations, all different races. Sure, it's really cool, man. So, it's, re- it's really a neat thing to observe and be part Yeah, of.
1: no, I think it's cool, man. It's uh, it's the one thing that brings us all together, no matter what ever else is yeah. going on in the world Fishy, so to speak yeah fish, yeah fish, you know? for sure yeah definitely. so Absolutely. no i i can i can agree with that 100% you know so
2: sure. uh,
1: no i think that's a great message for sure for sure
2: so do you, so do both of you guys have uh your own tax oh yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. uh okay. currently currently i'm fishing out of a bonafide ss127 okay um
2: i am for, yeah for it- for anybody that might be listening, uh, I, I, I won a nice brand-new bonafide SS-127, and it's just sitting here, and I'd like to sell it. And I will give anybody that's interested in it a very, very sweet deal. It's brand-new. So, uh, Dusty Yacker, social media, you can PM me. There you go. I'd be happy to deliver. be happy awesome. to de- deliver it anywhere in the Chicagoland area. So, It's awesome. a sweet brand-new kayak for a great price.
1: Trust me, I was already thinking about it.
2: So, but anyway, the reason I asked the reason I asked you guys is because we definitely need to get out in spring. We probably can't get out maybe this year, but uh in the yeah, spring we'll take a trip yeah. We'll uh yeah.
1: we'll invite you out. Uh, I live yeah. uh you know, I like I was telling you before this, I live kinda out by the Rockford area and uh Okay. I'm on a private body of water and uh, there's anything oh, yeah. and everything that swims in there and uh, the bass are chunky and the pike are plentiful. We'll leave it at so that. So do
2: you do you know the guys uh, over at Rocktown Adventures
1: now? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was oh. uh, j- I was just down there this evening. Uh, Travis, Kevin, and uh,
2: yeah,
1: all those yeah, guys. They sponsor
2: and help out uh, the KBL league. they do Yeah, that cool stuff. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Definitely, we'll actually. Uh, yeah, they uh, they support the podcast and uh, they're they're good friends of ours and. Uh, yeah. You know, we're we're going to be at the uh, the fishing shows this year with them in their booth, helping them out a little bit, and
2: uh, oh, very cool!
1: Yeah, promoting the podcast. So, if yeah, uh, be, if yeah. you're go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah,
2: I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be working at uh, Lee's uh, Global Bait and Tackle booth, uh, like awesome. I did last year, and I'll be I'll also be helping out at the Hobie booth, and they're they're very close to one another. So, awesome. I'll definitely find you guys.
3: Yeah, we'll Have see you there for me, sure. And,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, so, for sure, absolutely. Anybody listening, feel free to come by and stop by and say hi, too. We so. yeah. can hook you up with some, some products, some free samples, of samples. Awesome, so,
1: man.
3: So, Dusty, before we button yeah. it up, did you want to kind of give a shout-out yeah. to uh, either your sponsors or how people can reach you on, on social media, et cetera?
2: Yeah, sure, no big deal. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Bill Bragman, uh, heads the act here, great guy, very generous, um, helped me out a lot. I feel uh, pretty lucky to be part of the Yakier family. Um, I'd also like to give a shout-out to KyTek. I think they make some of the best plastics on the market. And um, as far as plastic swim baits go, they're definitely a go-to bait. So um, check out Kytec products. they got uh, some new colors. Uh, I think they have some pretty good sales going on on the uh, Kaitech USA website right now, so you might want to check that out. Um, and I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, Tom Mowens, who does a great job with the uh, Michigan kayak trail and has definitely provided a lot of opportunities for me, uh, in, in my, in this short little kayak fishing career that I'm sort of taking off with. And, um, also to the people that, um, run the KBL, uh, Alan, uh, Tony and the crew, uh, who are great people and do a good job with the kayak bass league, you know, Illinois, Illinois. And we got some great things to look forward to next year. So okay, a lot man. of cool stuff on the horizon. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking to fish KBL as well next year. So hopefully uh, I get my spot in there yeah, before it fills well, up. And uh, that, yeah, I'm...
2: yes. Make make sure you're uh, make sure you're looking at that stuff. Uh, January first, I think he opens it up on like New Year's Eve or something like that. And I think it's limited slots this year. I think it's.
1: I think 50, it's fifty.
2: Uh, it's fifty member cap. There's not going to be there's not going to be a division of leagues. It's going to be right. one league. Fifty right. members. Um, if I'm not mistaken, though, I believe um, if if somebody doesn't sign up for a tournament, there can be open public spots. So even if you don't belong to KBL, if there are open spots for a tournament, I believe you can sign up and join.
1: Yeah. And yeah you don't that, quote
2: me on that, But I believe that's one, one of the changes that uh, has been made.
1: I'm pretty sure I read the same thing. I think I read that yeah. the same as you did. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, there
2: might be some opportunities. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping January 1st, you know, I can get in there before everybody else does. And, uh, yeah, I'm fishing that series, and I'm also fishing the KBF Central Series. And uh, maybe a couple other tournaments in between. So, um uh, yeah it, it'll be a, a super fun year um i'm i'm definitely looking forward to it but uh yeah we definitely have to catch up man uh if, hopefully Absolutely. we see each other at the uh fishing show but like i said i got a open invitation for you to come out here and fish out by me and uh you know That's scott's great. got a place really yeah scott's got the uh paddle and fin worldwide headquarters up on lake delvin as well so if you want to come over the border and fish up there uh
2: yeah, you know. I haven't fished Lake Delvin in a while. I, I grew up in Lake Delvin. My aunt and uncle had a place on Lake Delvin on that little canal, that Browns Canal and Brown Street or whatever that is. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, then, I, then I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember as a kid, it was actually very traumatic. When they, remember when they drained that lake? Yeah. When they drained yep. Lake Delvin, like in the early 90s? Yeah. Drained it off,
3: uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, you'd like walk down off the points, you know, that were once in like 10 or 50 feet of water and there was just... Fish like frozen everywhere, like giant carp, like sixty right. and seventy pound carp, <laughs> like huge ones, just like lit- littering the bottom of the, of the lake. And then I remember when they put the lake when they when they put it back when they when they refilled it, they put a bunch of brood stock in there, and dumped a ton of of new fish in there. It's like you couldn't you couldn't not catch a fish. Like anytime you dropped a line in there, you catch a fish. and Yeah, it's, I think it's... Uh, I hear I hear good I hear good things about the and I mean, I don't I don't really fish it that often, but pretty yeah, it's healthy a, it's
3: population it's 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 a great smallie and largey they have a great smallie and largey population for sure uh panfish yeah. bluegill are off the charts especially in the winter months yeah, and then right. uh yeah and they got northern right so it's like uh uh we call it the the trifecta or whatever but uh yeah yeah no, totally. it's, it should be good yeah we'll have you
2: up there for yeah. sure okay yeah.
1: definitely
2: I look forward to it man
1: awesome awesome thanks dusty for coming on this evening we definitely yeah, appreciate no, thanks, it thanks.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope I don't, you know, sound like a goof. I, You know, I, I, I talk, and sometimes I'm pretty random with stuff, so hopefully everything
3: was. <laughs> go No, was awesome, man.
1: No, no, you're good, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're good. You're <laughs> good. Cool.
2: So. Well, yeah, Very thanks cool. again for having me on. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, so that's a that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, be sure to follow us at PaddleAndFin.com. That's Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Catch the podcast, Instagram feed, Facebook feed, um, our blogs, all that good stuff. Um, catch up on there. Be sure to go follow Dusty Yacker over on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, until next time, tight lines and sweet yeah, paddling.
2: Have a have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you
1: absolutely. Too.